Now, I'm not a big drinker and tend to stick with beer when I do, but sometimes, you know, when in Rome. Or when in Flatbush. In September of 2001, Tara Nicodemo was kind enough to let me stay in her roommate's room while she was gone, and so I had a Brooklyn base of operations while I started sniffing around the acting schools in Manhattan. She was busy with assignments and classes at Stella Adler Conservatory, but in the evenings we'd reconvene, decide on which VHS tape to watch. The choices were Dirty Dancing, Anna and the King, and the Luke Perry rodeo epic Eight Seconds. And then we'd eat a little and break out the orange-flavored vodka and 7-Up concoction she'd just heard about. I'd never had it before. I haven't had it since. But it was a silly, sweet drink, appropriate at the end of a summer, which was certainly where we were at. The Q train was crossing the East River from the Brooklyn side when the conductor announced that there would be delays and interruptions to subway service because, believe it or not, a plane has hit the World Trade Center, and if you look out the window to the left, you can see it. Believe it or not. We all went to the windows. I couldn't understand why it seemed both towers were on fire if a plane crashed into one. We didn't know there there had been a second plane. Not a cloud in the sky. The first truly beautiful weather I'd seen since I'd arrived on the 8th. I got off the train at Union Square, as it had been my plan to walk west from there to HB Studio to audit a class at 10 a.m. I called Tara's from a payphone and left her a message that if she didn't want to be late for class, she'd better leave early. On the walk through Greenwich Village, the magnitude of what was happening became clear. People crowded around cars with open windows and the radios turned up loud. Both towers had been hit and the Pentagon. I heard a man say this is war. Fire trucks sped south. At each avenue I could look south and see the towers and their smudges of smoke drifting off. I took a few pictures and felt like a ghoul and put my camera away. At Hudson Street things were quieter. It was closed off just above Bank, where HB is. I looked at the towers for a moment. A man with a push broom stood ten feet away. I turned to go. He said, holy fuck. And I turned back. The first tower had disappeared into smoke. We were about a mile and a half north of it, but felt no rumble, heard no sound. Tara's place on Flatbush Avenue, across from Prospect Park, was cheap by New York standards, but maybe not in the safest neighborhood. 
I was dismayed to see their apartment door had just the lock in the knob. The deadbolt was long broken. On the 12th of September, I went for a long walk through Flatbush until I found a hardware store and picked up a new deadbolt. I'd just changed the same kind of lock on my front door in Montreal, so I wasn't daunted. It took me a few tries, and I had to run out to get the right screws for their metal door. But, and here's something you won't hear me say often, working with my hands for a couple of hours doing something useful, just holding a hammer and a screwdriver and taking my aggression out on a metal door was good therapy. By God, that deadbolt would keep the terrorists out. Later that same day, Tara and I took a walk through Prospect Park. We were as stunned as anyone. I only remember our discussion was heavy, but not what it was about. Only you could guess. Would she stay in New York? Her parents must have told her to come home. But I doubt it entered her mind to leave, and it didn't deter me in the least from moving there in January. All it seemed to say was, life really is short, and this is the one you get, so what are you doing with it? September 12th was another fine day. People still walked their dogs and their strollers in the park, only it was different. And there was still smoke drifting south over Brooklyn, the smell in our nostrils of houses on fire as ash and bits of office paper wafted down upon us. Summer was over. Pretty much. Episode 35, Five Senses. Written and read by Scott Clarkson. Music by Garner Firebird. <laughs>